Hello and welcome to the Taylor Rimby Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Taylor. And today we're going to be interviewing a person who is a podcaster, a blogger, and an author who also works a day job as an IT in the IT industry. Give it up for Scott Lowe. Scott, it is amazing to have you on the Taylor Rimby, on the Taylor Rimby Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Eric. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Like, I had to take my dog to the vet, but, like, you know, he's he's fine. Um, but, well, like, that's you know, good to hear. Uh, yeah, okay. Thanks. But anyways, uh, so tell me a bit more about yourself. You know, I literally, literally just mentioned some things about you. Yeah, sure. So uh, really happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I work in the IT industry. I've been in the IT industry for, you know, 20 odd years. Uh, I have gone through a variety of different roles and worked for a variety of different companies, done a few startups, done some big companies. Um, I'm at a small company right now, another startup um, in the infrastructure as code space. And along the way, I've had um, some amazing opportunities. So I, in, in 2009, I got to write uh, a tech book and that launched a series of other tech books. So I have a total of eight that have been published so far um, and working on a second edition to one of those now with a couple other uh, co-authors, be published by O'Reilly uh, later in 2023. And uh, I launched a podcast in um, 2015. Uh, I've been blogging since 2005. Um, uh, so that's a that's a long term sort of thing. So yeah, I, and I've spoken at conferences and you know user groups and meetups and all kinds of stuff all around the world. So it's just been an, a lot of a lot of amazing opportunities. All right, well, it's great to hear, man. So like you know, first off, I want to like you know, uh, talk about the IT industry. Um, what made you uh, decide to work in the IT industry for like you know twenty uh, something years? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, you know, I uh, I. I've always been kind of really interested in computers, um, even as a as a as a teenager. Um, so um, I'm just kind of a nerd. Like my, uh, I'll date myself a little bit here. My brother worked at a Radio Shack, and they had Tandy computers. And uh, I used to go after school and sit in his store and uh, play games on the TRS-80 color computers that they had in back, but. I've always just been kind of a computer nerd slash geek, I guess you could say. And um, so I studied some in college, although I had to drop out of college for life reasons um, and uh, then just went into the industry. And uh, I enjoy learning. I enjoy being able to help others. And, you know, working in IT has given me the opportunity to do that and, you know, pay the bills, too. So that's always a plus. OK, that's great to hear, man. Uh, so uh, what were you studying in college? Before. So I actually did study computer science, uh, went in on a comp sci program and spent a couple years um, at that time, which was, you know, a few years ago. Um, comp sci was mostly about like assembly language. I think it's evolved a little bit now to be more of the higher level languages. But I, I started doing some assembly language and I was just like, nah, I don't really like this. And so when 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 life happened and I needed to drop out for other reasons, then it, it almost was kind of a working out well, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, um, uh, yeah. So when was the exact, when was the exact, like, you know, moment you realized that, like, you know, you wanted to work, um, you know, with computers, like when, when was that? Like, you know, was it as a teenager, as a kid, like, you know, how, how long did you realize that you, this is what you wanted to do with your life? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll share a funny story. Like I'm, you know, like a, a young teenager at this point, um, and uh, and my brother, I told you, my brother was working at, at Radio Shack and Radio Shack used to have their own, you know, kind of computers. I don't even know if Radio Shack is still a thing these days, but they used to have their own line of computers, the Tandy and the TRS-80 was the thing. And 
um, but my dad is, is, you know, like musically inclined and I, I am not, but he wanted me to learn to play an instrument. So I bargained with my parents that I would agree to take two years of music lessons in exchange for allowing my brother to buy me a computer as a Christmas gift. Right. So I would say, even as a very young teenager, I knew that somehow my, my fate or my career or whatever was going to be tied um, to computers. And, and it's been various different ways. Like I, I've had times when I was working as a, as an instructor or teacher and teaching others how to do that. And there are times when I was working in sort of support and answering questions and helping people, you know, solve problems. And then there've been times when I have worked more as a consultant and helped companies and or um, organizations, you know, implement new systems and, and new architectures, that kind of stuff. So, but I would say it was, it was pretty early on. I was pretty determined that computers all right. Well, okay. I mean, you had it all planned out ever since you were a teenager. Like, you know, that's uh, that's really great to hear. Um, so, like, you know, has have you ever like, so like that? This brings me to my next question. Like, you know, have you did like, you know, have you ever seen yourself doing anything else? Like, you know, from a kid, uh, then like, you know, as a teenager, obviously you realized you wanted to work for computers. But like, you know, when you were a kid, did you ever see yourself doing anything else with your life? Well, I, like most young kids, you know, I had dreams of being, you know, a fighter pilot, but uh, poor vision uh, that I was born with, my genetics were not friendly to me on my, on my eyesight. So I'm, I'm nearsighted, which I've since corrected with LASIK. But, um, you know, as a kid, I was like, I'm going to go fly, you know, fighter jets. Right. And of course that, that didn't work out when you got to wear glasses. It's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, So you, you know, you go through a variety of other things. I'm, I'm sure my dad, who was uh, a mechanic um, for his entire life, um, knows more about cars, has forgotten more about cars than most people know. Um, he, I'm sure he wanted me to follow in his footsteps, but that was just not kind of anything that was interested to me. Um, so no, really, once I, once I latched on to working with computers, that was kind of, that was kind of a done deal. I look now at like, okay, what do I want to do after my career is over? Um, or, you know, and, and honestly, it's, it's hard to say, like, you know, even as I, you know, look ahead to, you know, what is retirement, if that is such a thing or whatever, I don't even know, like, you know, what, what it would be. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So computers have been a huge part of my life um, in, in many aspects for, for many years. Mm. So you don't really see a plan after retirement, like, or if you do decide to retire, you don't really see a plan for yourself? Well, it's not that I don't see a plan. I mean, like my wife and I, you know, we would love to be able to kick back on a beach somewhere and, and chill. Um, but uh, both of us are, you know, kind of like um, we 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 tend to want to like you know like there's only so much relaxing we can do, and then we're like, okay, let's get up and let's do something. So I don't know. I think our our plan, if if we uh, if if fate allows us to to do so, our plan will be probably a combination of relaxing and a combination of like exploring the world. Ah, so. okay. So like pretty much relaxing while also like you know like traveling the world. Something like that? Yeah, yeah, we love to travel, absolutely. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. This brings me to the next question. And, like, you know, if you could travel anywhere in the world that you haven't been to already, where would you go to and why? Oh, that's a really good question. I've, I've been lots of places. Um, five out of the seven continents so far. Um, missing South America and Antarctica, obviously. Um, I think that... I don't know. Like... There are there are things that I want to see. I would love to go see the Taj Mahal. I want to see the Great Pyramids in Egypt. 
Um, I have been to China, but I did not get to go to the Great Wall and I did not get to go see the Terracotta Soldiers. Um, you know, I would love to go see the, uh, uh, the Serengeti Plain um, or, or any of these other, you know, amazing natural things. So I don't know that I have like one place. Um, we, we have traveled lots of places and I have enjoyed traveling lots of places. Um, I think we, we feel most at home in, in Europe. Uh, we love the, the, the history of Europe um, and the way that you can be walking downtown and see a building that is, you know, a thousand years old and it's still there and they, they care about it and they want to make sure they preserve it, um, which is a little uncommon here in the States. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if I have a, a one place that I would want to go. There, there are too many to name. Oh, okay. Okay. That's great. Okay. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. So, um, out of all the places you've been to already, like, you know, is there a place that you didn't like going to the least if, if so, and why? Um, so probably the, the places that I would have to rank lower on my totem pole, if, if, if that were such a thing would be, um, where, um, there was a huge language barrier. So I, I traveled a fair amount in, um, in Asia. So Japan, China, um, Malaysia, um, Thailand. And um, China is fascinating from a, from a history perspective, being able to see, uh, you know, uh, the, the palaces and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just fascinating. And, and there's so much history there. But it's really, really hard in China just because the language difference is, is so great, right? Um, it's so hard to find people. You get out of the city to find people to speak English well. Um, nothing is signed. So you know, unless you have some some background in Chinese, then it's 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 hard. Or unless you have a friend or you know a family member or something like that that can guide you. Um, so I enjoyed my time in China, but I also recognize that my time in China was was difficult. Um, uh, same can be said for Japan for Japan. I, I've been to Tokyo several times. I loved Tokyo. Um, but the the language barrier is is really hard. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I get it, I get it. So like you you pretty much couldn't just it, 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 so it was pretty much because you just couldn't talk Japanese, and it's like you know in some situations you would need to talk you need to know Japanese. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, or or, or Chinese. Um, or uh, or Chinese. Know, yeah, yeah, either one, right? Or or you know Thai if you're in Thailand or you know whatever. Um, yeah, it's just and, and and you know there's some places you can go uh, like in Europe um, you can go and English is not their primary language but you will see a lot of English signage right they'll have signs up that'll have whatever it is in their native language and then they'll have an English variant underneath that and and I found that to be true in a lot of different places where English is not um, the the native language but um, it's harder to find that in in China particularly. Um, Japan was a little better in that regard. And so, yeah, it's really hard. And Japanese is like, I, I have a ton of respect for people who know how to speak Japanese because I tried learning. It is hard. <laughs> uh, like how hard, like how hard, how would you rate it? Like from one to 10, how hard is it? Uh, I would put it up in like, you know, eight or nine. Um, <laughs> the, the, the challenge is like, you know, um, they, they have a bunch of basic sounds and you can, you can hear it when you hear any sort of Japanese word, like you, you know, somebody will say sayonara, right, for, for goodbye. Mm -hmm. And it's made up of, of a series of basic sounds. And so all of their words all boil down to these basic sounds. And so from a, from a speaking or hearing perspective, 
once you learn the basic sounds and then you build the vocabulary, which is not insignificant, then you can kind of get by because you, you're like, oh, okay. And they have some grammatical things. Like if somebody says something to you and it ends in ka, then that means they're asking you a question, right? And so you kind of like, you learn these little tricks, but the reading it is just impossible because not only do they have the, the hiragana, which are their basic symbols, and then the, the uh, katakana, which are the symbols they use for foreign languages, then they have a whole other set of symbols that mean the same thing, but are different. And it's, there's just, there's hundreds and hundreds of symbols, you know, in, in English or a Latin language, you have, you know, maybe 20 or 30, depending on the language. Um, here we're talking hundreds and hundreds of symbols for different things. And they're often very, very similar to one another. So it's, it's challenging in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I get it. I get it. Like, you know, just learn, like, you know, doing that, like, you know, it, it, it sounds challenging. It, it, it does. For the most part, I mean, uh, yeah, like even even learning a different language that's challenging too. That's that sounds challenging, and it's like I'm not gonna lie, I would love to learn a different language, but I feel like the best I can do is Spanish. To, to be honest, like I mean, because I don't know, I I, I really I kind of took Spanish classes. I know what some words mean. I know what some words mean, so it's like I I guess I could do that. I would like to learn Japanese, but uh, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I would like to, but at the same time, it's like I'm not really pushing. I'm not really that adamant about learning it, just because it's like not because it's hard. It's just that I'm I'm not really that adamant about learning it. That's about it. Yeah, yeah you're not, you're not motivated. You're not motivated to do it. Like I mean, you know, you're like, hey, that'd be kind of cool, but it, it, it will take a lot of effort. I would say to you though, Eric, like I I I strongly believe that everyone should learn a foreign language, right? right. Um, it doesn't matter what it is, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't put Spanish as saying just Spanish. Spanish is one of the easier ones, obviously, because it's closer to English and the sounds are similar and the, the letters are the same and that sort of thing, right? But, but you know, uh, the, the, the effort that you put into Spanish because it is a, uh, a romance language, right, will help you then turn over potentially into Italian or one of the other, like Portuguese. Um, there's so many similarities between the languages um, that all derive from Latin that, uh, you know, you might find, you know, after learning one that you would have a lower uh barrier to entry and learning another one so yeah um yeah like exactly and i'm, I'm not gonna lie it, it, <clears throat> i'm not gonna lie i feel like i would really just be concerned about like you know remembering what those mean like you know if i were to learn japanese and i i would probably have a hard time remembering what each word means that that i feel like that would just be me that's the only thing that's probably that's one of the things well yeah i'm not motivated i'm not really motivated to learn, learn that as much and also yeah it, that that's also one thing that's stopping me too. I would just be concerned about what that means. I feel like I would just be going to my translator all the time to figure out what it means. It's like I would know I would know how to say say this stuff, but it's like I wouldn't, you know, know what it means. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Vocabulary, you know, remembering which word means what is the is is it's the hardest. Well, I would say it's the hardest part. It's it's the biggest effort. Uh, you know, there's so many different words and so many things to learn. And, um, you know, getting the grammar down, getting the basics down, getting the pronunciation down is important, obviously. But then even if you have all of that, as you point out, there's still the thing of remembering, well, did that mean word, word mean that or did it mean this? I don't remember, you know. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Because if I said something, because if I said something embarrassing in Japanese, bro, it's like I, I would think it means something to one thing. And then, like, you know, when I actually look, search it up, it would mean another thing, you know. Pretty much, um, yeah. That's just that's just like that's just me. Like you know, it's just it's just like you know the thought. It's just like you know the fact that like you have to remember what this stuff what this stuff means. And it's like that's probably the only thing that like that's probably like 
the other reason why, like, you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really making a big deal about learning Japanese. I want to, but, you know, I think it would be very cool to learn Japanese. Um, but I, I don't know. The, 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 the thing I would probably, the thing I would probably like learn the most is like, you know, the curse words. I, I don't know. It's like, I, it's like, I think that would be pretty cool. But it's like, for the most part, as far as like speaking fluent Japanese, I probably would not. I, I probably, yeah, would be, I probably wouldn't be the best. Hey, you know, and that's okay though. I mean, nobody, uh, you don't have to be the best at everything you do. Sometimes it's good to take up a, uh, a, a thing like learning a foreign language or learning to play an instrument or uh, you know something of that learning to play a sport or learning to cook you know it's just a side hobby it's something just to help keep your brain entertained yeah exactly yeah exactly i i 100 agree with that so um yeah so my next question to you is um you know uh if you can take back uh any mistake in your life uh what would it be and why also a very good question and a difficult one to answer. I take a little bit of a contrary view, I guess, to some people in that um, I have made plenty of mistakes in my life, um, as we all have. But um, I also recognize that making those mistakes makes me who I am now. And to be honest, I'm pretty happy with who I am. Um, I mean, obviously, there's always room to improve. And I always like to learn new things. And see if I can get better at things and, and try to, to grow and improve myself. But, you know, um, I don't, I don't know that I would, uh, I don't know that I would take anything back because if I took something back, then I would be a different person and I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I learned and I wouldn't have been able to grow in the way that I, that I growed or oh, grew. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Cause like, you know, it's like, um, yeah. And it's like you said, we're not really all perfect. I'm not perfect. I do a lot of things that I, you know, wish that I, that I haven't done, but it's like, you know, it's like, I, I can't really take it back. I, I, all I, all I can really do is just learn from those mistakes and just like, um, you know, keep pushing forward, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, yeah, but, uh, I would really like to know, uh, I would really like to like talk more about your, uh, podcast too. It's like, you know, uh, tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So, um, in, in 2015, I got the wild idea that I was going to launch a podcast and um, it seemed to be the thing to do <laughs> at the time that launching a YouTube channel. I haven't done the YouTube channel yet. Might, might do that this year. We'll see. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to talk to folks who had come from some other career, like they were a chef or they were a police officer or they were, um, you know, a homemaker or whatever the case may be and had bootstrap themselves into a career in information technology in tech right right um and i felt like and and still do feel like that the lessons that these folks learned along their way uh would be valuable for other people um because i find that there are so many valuable lessons that can be gained from somebody who is new to something right once you get into something, you begin to realize like there's a bunch of things that you've learned that you now just take for granted. And somebody who is new or fresh to that space will begin to question your assumptions and be like, well, why do you do it that way? Uh, you know, what, what if we did it this way? And you're like, oh, well, you know, you're right. You could do it that way. Right. So there's a, there's a value in being new to something and being able to look at that and ask questions that might seem like stupid questions, but are perfectly valid in the context of being new to something. Right. And so I wanted to take the lessons from these folks who were new to tech, who had, who had you know, like converted over and, and do that. As it turns out, though, it's, it's at the time, at least, it was hard 
to find people who were like that. And so I, I got an initial batch of, of guests and I set a, you know, like a, a reasonable cadence for myself because, you know, like I'm busy with blogging and, and, and you're working and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't want to take on too much. And, um, and as I got through it, I, I realized I was like, you know, like maybe a better way of talking about this is not just focusing on those people that have come into tech in the careers, but kind of looking at it more broadly, like what are the things that are shaping, um, you know, uh, tech jobs these days? What are the technologies? What are the open source projects? What are the trends? And then kind of blend that along with the, the occasional sort of career focused episode. And so that's where things stand right now. The podcast is called The Full Stack Journey. A lot of people, um, and even the text on our page, which I need to update, kind of allude to this idea of a full stack engineer. But I, I sort of disabused that, that idea um, pretty early on. Uh, that there's just too much for everyone to know to kind of know the entire stack of technologies and instead we, we call it the full stack journey because we're kind of journeying along a stack of technologies you know might be infrastructure might be applications might be networking but all these things are related um in the tech field and so we're kind of journeying along that and talking about how it affects careers and how people grow how you learn new things um that kind of stuff um and so we're up to um 73 episodes right now. I only publish monthly, um, again, to keep a reasonable cadence. Um, episode 74 will come out uh, soon. Um, and, uh, and then we continue on from there. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. That's great to hear. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, okay, that, that's very, that was, a, that was very interesting to hear. Like, you know, I'm glad, uh, you know, you're, you're doing good on your, you're doing good on your podcast. I'm glad you, um, like, so that's all, like, what, pretty much what you all listed, that's what motivated you to start the podcast, like, just to, like, give knowledge? Well, so, yeah, it's, it's two things. I, I, I look back at my, my career, and my career has just kind of been shaped um, in, some, in some aspects. Like, if I look at all the, the roles that I've done, and in every role that I've held in my career, there's been a sort of an educational aspect to it. And that was shaped by the fact that early on in my career, I was uh, working as a, as a teacher, an instructor at one of these places where you could take a course and come in and sit down. And that was back when, you know, people stood in front of a classroom of people and taught them how to do things. Right. Which is not, not what we do now. Now we just stream everything online or whatever. But, um, and, and so I, I kind of, everything since then has been shaped by how can I help others? How can I, um, you know, sort of help other people level up in whatever they're doing. And so I, that's why I write on my website. That's why I've been writing on my website since 2005, sharing the lessons that I learned and the information that I have gathered and gained and making it available to people via my, my blog posts. Um, and it's also why I started the podcast. It's why I wrote books um, when the opportunities presented themselves to help um, other folks be successful in whatever endeavors they're doing, whatever topic it is, the book or, or you know, blog post is about. And I felt like adding a podcast, um, was sort of a natural evolution of what I do. It's, it's, it's another way to reach people. It's a way to, to talk to people about technologies or open source projects or, or trends um, in, in, you know, by a different medium, right? It's one thing to read it. It's another thing to hear somebody talk about it, like you and I sitting here talking. Um, it's another thing to see a video um, about it, which is why the idea of a YouTube channel has been on my mind for, for a few years. Um, and all, all of this just in, in a way to, you know, to say, how can I continue to be of service to others in the IT community uh, who are on their journey or their career journey and, and are facing challenges, trying to learn something new or 
uh, tackle some new project or, or whatever. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. That's great to hear. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's great to hear. So, um, tell me a bit more about your, uh, blog too. Like what, why did you start that? I, I would like to know more about that also. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, in, in 2000, uh, well, so 2005 is when the blog went public, um, available, like sort of outside. But prior to that, I had been running the site internally. I was running my own little consulting company and, um, and I was just, uh, uh, you know, like working for various businesses around the area where I lived and, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, that was my hustle and that was what I was doing to pay the bills and that sort of thing. And so I had, you know, this, this small set of, you know, computers, uh, you know, servers that were running applications that I needed. Um, and, uh, and so I had my sort of my own website and the idea was that this would be a place where I could write down the things that I had figured out and learned so that if I needed to come back to them later on, I would have a place where that information was, right? So when I figured out how to do, you know, blah, 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 whatever it was, I would write that down. And that way later on, you know, six months or a year later or whatever the case may be, I'm like, how was it I did that again? Oh yeah, here it is. And then yeah, I would remember sort of, uh, a lot of people call this a, you know, a second brain or you call it a knowledge base, whatever. Um, that was the original idea. And then after it went public, um, then it, it was less about writing it down for me and more about writing it down that I might use it as well. But also I'm like, well, if I, if I might find this useful, I think other people might find it useful too. So let's just do it this way and make it public and make it accessible and findable on search engines and so on and so forth. And for, for, you know, a couple of years, at least it, the, the blog was like, you know, maybe, you know, 10 or 20 people read it or whatever, right? Like it, it was not like some huge, whatever. And then um, I took up the habit of doing what we call uh, live blogging, which was going to an event and sort of, um, you know, talking about the event in a blog post, but, but doing it live as the event is happening, right? Now, we, what we would do today in, in sort of in context is we would, you know, we would live stream it or we would perhaps, you know, do a, you know, a series of, of posts on some other sort of more, more real-time social media platform um, to relay what's going on at the event while it's happening. But at that time, um, and this would have been like 2007, uh, blogging was kind of the only way to, to do that. And um, a, a few folks started noticing that I was covering some big technology events that I was attending and I was writing down everything that I was learning in the sessions and all of that. And, um, and so it started to gain traction and, and, um, and then it just, kind of went from there and I continue to focus on providing, you know, like the highest quality content that I could provide that was really focused on helping people. And, uh, and then it's just, yeah, it's been on since then. I, I don't, um, I don't try to monetize the site. I don't sell ads or anything like that. Uh, I pay the hosting costs myself. Um, and, uh, and I don't, I don't track, I don't do analytics. So I couldn't tell you, you know, how many, thousands or tens of thousands of page views it gets a month. Um, you know, the last data I had was from, wow, a long time ago. And at that point I was getting, you know, multiple wait, you said, wait, tens wait, said, of thousands of page views. Oh, wait, did you say the last date? The last uh, data that I have is oh, from oh. quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, I and I was getting, you know, tens, <laughs> multiple tens of thousands of page views a month at that point. I'm sure it's gone up since then, but yeah, I don't, I don't track it.
Oh, okay. No, I, I'll be honest. I thought you said dates for a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah. Okay, no, that's uh, okay. That's great. I mean, like you know, I mean, yeah, it has to be doing. It has to be doing well, like most likely. Um, yeah, but like you know, okay. So my last question is, all right, what or who inspired you to move forward with your current professions, and and why, or like just the current like hobbies that you pursue and why. Yeah, I'll have to think about that for a minute. I, I would say it's it's probably more going to be um, hobbies. Like in, in my career, I didn't really have anyone that necessarily inspired me. I'm, I'm the only one out of my family that went into the tech industry at the time. My older brother followed me into the tech industry later um, after a career in the military. Um, but, uh, but I just, I kind of set that path just for myself, just because I, I felt like it was... Uh, a, a way to to be successful right i mean like you, you you pursue a career because you hope it's going to be successful for you and i felt like i would would do well at it and so i applied myself and you know i would say i've done reasonably well in terms of hobbies i i um i, I think honestly i'm inspired most by by my wife um who is an amazing amazing woman and um she just uh has two qualities about her that are absolutely uh, phenomenal number one she's got a huge huge heart and an incredible amount of compassion for other people and um, would just go out of her way any any day of the week to help somebody else um and 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 that and then coupled with she has just an, an insatiable uh desire to learn and experience new things and uh in that in that regard we are very much aligned and and so i think seeing her continue to just be out there and helping people and doing new things inspires me to often to do the same. So yeah, yeah I, I would, I would give her, I would give her all the credit. Mm, all right. All right. Well, that's great to hear, man. Like, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. So like, you know, I'm glad you're, I'm glad your wife motivates you. She seems like a really great woman. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you guys, you guys clearly like, you know, are made for each other. You guys clearly motivate each other. You guys clearly, uh, you know, balance off of each other and, you know, that's, that's all that matters, really, in a marriage. I mean, you know, you guys are on the same... You guys sound like you're on the same page most of the time. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. I mean, you know, we're, we're human and, and therefore imperfect. And there are times when we, we, we uh, <laughs> kind of get out of alignment, right? But, uh, but at the same time, you know, like we both recognize that in each other and try to give each other lots of grace and lots of room to mess up without, you know, like beating the other one over the head with it. So, uh, yeah. for sure. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, we've been together 25 years, so I, yeah. you know, like we kind of, we kind of know each other at this point, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I get it. And like, yeah, we're, we're all, we're not all perfect. Like most definitely like not, we all mess up. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, um, that was it for today's podcast, Scott, I really appreciate you for coming on and, uh, talking to me, man. Like, you know, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, hey, uh, thanks, Eric. I really appreciate the opportunity, and uh, thank you so much for uh, for letting me join. Anytime, man. Anytime. And uh, yeah, and uh, at, and yeah. As for like, you know, also the sounds weren't really, you know, that bad. So it's like I'm I'm probably not gonna edit that out. So it's like, you know, the sounds weren't really that bad for the most part. This has been a great conversation. Uh, I think I only heard it once, like you know, the entire time we were talking. Like you know, that, uh, yeah, that's good. I, I tried to tried to keep the uh, sound to a minimum, so. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, anytime. So, like, you know, I'll I'll catch you later, and uh, yeah, I'll let you know when this comes out. Sounds great. All right, great. All right, stay safe. All right, bye bye.